0: hi hi i'm evan i'm addy and you are listening to the speaking english podcast the place to be for anyone who says themselves that they want to read more books or watch more movies here we are we've made it to episode 100 (laughs) (laughs) incredible incredible and uh we're doing something special for it in that uh, we are, we went back, right? It's a, it's a little bit of a trip down uh, memory lane of what we've done here so far. We're going to be tier ranking all of the movies that we've spent an episode on, uh, totaling 41.
1: So, I am so stoked about it.
0: <laughs> I think it'll be really cool. We've been working on this for a little bit. And uh, yeah, here we are. It's a, it's a big achievement.
1: I agree. Um, Did
0: did you think we'd make it to 100 episodes when we first started this?
1: Honestly, no. I don't (laughs) think that. (laughs) I mean, that's almost two years.
0: It sure is. And yeah, Yeah, we've been pretty consistent, at least uh, every week, you know. Yeah. We had lots of, like, scheduling stuff where it comes out earlier or later, but uh, at least one episode or just one episode a week, so.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with our ability to keep this up, honestly, especially through like major moves and like life changes and stuff like that. Yeah. So
0: it's been cool. Uh, awesome. Well, here we are. We, <laughs> we did it.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. So
0: we'll get into the tear-aching uh, post-haste. I think that's what people say. But before that, um, uh, how has your week been? What you been up to?
1: My week has been pretty nice and normal. I've just been up to school, but things are getting kind of like exciting at school. Like, I've started, I get to do kind of cool things sometimes as a grad student, and I get to like do real stuff as like a psychologist, I guess. Like, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that I get to participate in like actual psychology of the world now which is like really fun and i feel like i'm contributing something and i'm getting like trained in things that are actually really valuable and i'm like meeting important people in my community and stuff so this week has been like really made me feel really good which is really nice and i'm like excited to get better at what i do but also it was insanely cold it like did not get above 10 degrees here this entire week and i don't like that <laughs> and i'm and i'm over it and i Just kept waiting every single day for it to be a snow day. And then it just never was. And I walked to school and my walk is like half an hour. So I would seriously like bundle the hell up every day and just walk to school like a giant marshmallow person. (laughs) So it's kind of rough in terms of that. But otherwise, a good week. Also, I crocheted like crazy. I cannot stop crocheting. I'm a crochet fiend. It's all I think about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Grad school is cool because you're like a student, but also a real person. So true. <laughs> I like I've noticed that because like even even from like my freshman year when you have like these TAs who just like yeah. teach part of the class. It's like that's cool. you know. You it it.
1: Is very, it's so cool. Like I didn't ever at any point in my undergrad feel like I was about to go apply what I was learning to the real world. Like it all felt important for later down the line I guess like I was like I will use this knowledge someday but I wasn't using it right then at least not in like a real world world context but in grad school you start doing that kind of stuff immediately like I'm taking a program evaluation course this semester and so I'm working as a program evaluator like I was like assigned a client to program eval for her. <laughs> cool. so, that was, I don't know. It's just really cool. It's like everything that you do is practically applied, like right from the get go in grad school, which I really enjoy.
0: Awesome. That sounds so cool.
1: It is so cool.
0: Um, yeah. It's also been like stupid cold here. Yeah. Um, I haven't been bundling up as well as I should. It's just like pain whenever I have to walk to class or back, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. It's part of it. I've yeah. been using uh, when I went to Prague. I got stuck on the Celsius type stuff, so mm-hmm. now I'm just converted to Celsius.
2: Oh, um, nice! Uh,
0: so it hasn't gotten over zero <laughs>
2: <in Celsius laughs> the
0: whole week. So that's been cool. But it's supposed to get warmer uh, next week, so okay, that'll good. be all right. Um,
1: yeah, I'm really looking forward to springtime. I love spring.
0: Spring is my favorite season for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a busy but also kind of uneventful week. I got some stuff due today that I need to. I got to write some papers, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to report for this. Time. I worked a lot, and it was really weird at work because no one came in because it was so cold. So like, <laughs> it's been like weird, but not weird in a bad way. Just like very different. Just like. I don't know chilling at work has been a lot of my week
1: <laughs> yeah my uh, roommate manages a local ice cream place and they just closed it for the last oh, yeah. four days yeah So you're uh, like he is getting ice cream in this weather
0: <laughs> but uh yeah and, and it's really true but it's it's been kind of fun we've just been like cleaning random stuff <laughs> and just like doing little projects around the store so i don't know it's been it's been interesting but kind of fun so that's honestly the tone for most of my week this week now that i'm thinking about it because mm-hmm. yeah, i worked three days of the last five four so like
1: nice
0: i don't know but uh yeah <laughs> so yeah <here> we are. <laughs>
1: um yeah i'm glad you guys have like found ways to kind of stay productive or Busy something Yeah, this cold has been crazy. My roommate has just been home for four days baking insane amounts of sourdough loaves of bread. <laughs> he has nothing to do.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. And you've been crocheting.
1: And I've been crocheting. Um, there are moments.
0: There you go. <laughs> oh yeah, I did my taxes this week.
1: Good for you, I really I'm gonna
0: get. I'm going to get $400. Not in taxes bad
1: at all.
0: I'm excited to go on like a little spending spree. Yeah. Spending you? spree is misleading. I'm going to spend like $30 to $50 on something <laughs> I've been waiting for to buy because I have a little more money now. So I'm just really excited. I'm going to go to like the Boulder bookstore and the Barnes and Noble and I'm excited for it. That
2: sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> as soon as that money comes in. And I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but I'm volunteering for the Boulder International Film Festival this year.
2: Ah, that's so
0: cool. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, so that's happening on March 3rd through 6th. And I have some programs to distribute that I've been spending some of my time this week doing. Nice.
2: So,
0: but yeah, I don't know. Anyone who's like around Colorado, um, check it out. It's actually really cool. Uh, they I have. I, yeah, you should go. Um, they have like... Uh, I, I've gone in years past, but this is the first time I'm volunteering. Um, and they have some fun some fun folks are gonna be there. Uh, Alec Baldwin is like doing a little program where he's like programmed the screening and it's like two or three movies um, and doing wow. interviews and stuff. and then a lot of the filmmakers are gonna be there too. It's just a really fun time and uh, it's like a nice kind of like middle tier festival, I guess. like it's not like something that like is crazy and shuts down the whole town, but it's just this nice thing that you can kind of go to and go watch the movies, hang out have some brews you know how it goes and uh yeah totally that
1: sounds yeah. amazing
0: yeah and anyone who's like around the area um i'm down to hang out it'll be fun nice <laughs> yeah cool that's what we got going on let's get into it yeah i but,
1: feel like this is gonna take us a minute
0: yeah that's okay though this is this is the uh 100th episode that's true bash extravaganza yeah,
1: extravaganza totally
0: So I guess, first of all, we should um, define like how we tiered it, like what each of the tiers mean. Okay. Um, Do you want to go first for that? Sure. So
1: I ended up having six tiers. My S tier has only four movies in it. And they are the movies that I would now consider to be like all time favorites. Um, They're like above and beyond, like not just perfect, but also like personally resonated with me in some special way um and then my a tier is definitely my biggest category and it's just like everything that i just consider to be really good <laughs> but okay. but didn't quite pass the threshold of becoming a personal favorite my b tier is the next biggest and it's just also really a, a really good like ranking like i thought they were good movies but just not quite on the same level as the a tier um, same for C tier, an average movie. D tier is a movie I did not like. Oh, actually in my C tier, average movie and also forgettable movie went mm. in tier me. So there's a handful that I put in C or maybe B that I feel like probably could have been ranked higher, but I don't remember them that well, or they just didn't stand out to me. We watched them like yeah. two years ago at this point, basically. And, <laughs> and, and they didn't really make the cut of withstanding the test of time in my memory. D tier is bad movie and F tier is my least favorite movie we watch for the pod. There's only one.
0: (laughs) The F tier. I didn't do an F tier. Yeah. So I did S, A, B, C, and D. And I I was at the beginning when I was like trying to think of it, I was like a little worried that it would just be whatever rating out of 10 I gave it. Um, But I think it ended up only slightly like that. And I'm happy with it. Uh, except for the S tier, the S tier is just like my, my criteria was movies that I have as 10 out of 10s. Uh, and I think a lot of what goes into that is the same as how you said, it's just something that I apply to like whenever I watch something. Um, so I had five in the S tier. Um, and then the, the difference between A and B I think was the hardest um, because that we watched a lot of good ones that I liked a lot. Um, so I guess the, uh, the difference between the A and the B it's probably the A like took the extra step of like standing out for whatever reason specifically that kind of like sticks with me more I guess some sort of criteria I guess you know like uh I was just think specifically when we did our Oscars stuff mm-hmm. um I would try to like put the one here versus like if they, if they were like grouped in some sort of way like that okay Um, yeah and then the b tier was just other ones it was like the ones that i really liked but didn't make the cut to the a tier
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: then i think the c tier is kind of similar as yours um where it's just like things that i don't have like that i didn't feel super strongly about that i maybe liked and then yeah my d tier was just ones that i don't that i don't really care to ever see again i guess would be how i would put it so some of the more forgettable ones are in there even if I thought like it was okay, it's like if I have no desire to watch it again or like, I don't know, have anything to do with it, then I just was like, okay. I, I wash my hand with this and it goes into detail. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. All right. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I'm really curious to what your F movie is. I think I have a guess. I'm sure you know what it is. Um, Oh, okay. I was thinking. All right, so I was originally thinking it was going to be Rebecca because that would be my least favorite one that we've watched. But it's definitely the ghost story, right?
1: No, it is actually Rebecca.
0: Oh, it is Rebecca.
1: I have the ghost story in my D tier because I didn't like it, but I think it's objectively a better movie. Like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. Good. Okay.
1: (laughs) New. The new Rebecca is the only one that I went through the list and was like, that is just a bad. I wouldn't recommend anybody because it's bad. Yeah. No, that's
0: movie. Yeah. And I think also what does it is that uh it's um it could like steer people away from the uh other adaptations.
1: Totally. Yeah. So
0: specifically the Hitchcock one, but even like the book, which I like, I know you didn't like the book the most, but the- right.
1: but the Hitchcock movie made me understand the book on a different level. And this movie I just hated it. <laughs> it, <laughs> it
0: was, just, it was just awful. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, yeah. Well, that one is in my D tier. Nice. Um, obviously, obviously, <laughs> no, that one is that one. It was my fifth S tier movie. You only had four in your S tier, I had five. It was last, well, <laughs> Um, cool. What other ones did you have in your D tier?
1: All right, my other D tier movies are Violent, A Ghost Story, um. I also put the new, the 2021 Nightmare
0: Alley. Oh, interesting. It wasn't that good. Fair.
1: That's all I have in my D. All
0: right. yeah. I had, I didn't have the ghost story in there. I had Violent and Nightmare Alley as well. And added to that, I had Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mm. which I hated. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The new Dracula one. Yeah. And uh, The Devil All the Time.
1: I have all three of those in C.
0: C2. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Violent and Nightmare Alley, we shared those. Um, I think, well, I think Nightmare Alley, the thing was, is that just, it didn't feel like it was good enough to be a C2, like as far as my own personal thoughts on it. Cause I know, like, I don't think it's a terrible, awful movie. yeah It just didn't really do anything for me. And I don't feel like I've, I feel like I could have not seen it, I guess.
1: I, I totally agree. Like I felt like it, maybe it was harsh putting it in D, like that's just like so low, but when I look at the other movies in my C tier, I'm like it just doesn't compete. <laughs> it yeah, among those,
0: it's like there's less redeeming stuff, I guess. Totally. Cool. Yeah, and then Violent was like one that I honestly don't remember much of. That was one of the first ones we watched.
1: Yeah,
0: and it was like kind of a little more out there. Yeah, um, but not in the way that I would want to revisit. To be honest,
1: no, I remember disliking it. Yeah. Finding it pretty pretentious. I don't, and Uh just annoying. Yeah, I have no desire to watch
0: that one again. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I know some of these on the list were ones that I was like, "Oh, I want to see that again," so I know how to feel about it.
1: Yeah, I felt that way too,
0: Uh, but not for that one. So that's why I I left it. Um, Yeah. Cool. Uh, Yeah, and then my other ones in the D tier, "The Devil All the Time." I just like I've I I remember it being like an okay movie as itself, but it was just an awful adaptation. I felt like, and I just it was another one of those things where it's like, I don't know exactly how I felt that much about the book, but then also the movie just like made everything that I disliked about the book where, I don't know. It was,
1: Yeah, you know, I really agree with that. And I could really easily move this one down to my D tier. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was just one that like, I remember when I watched it, it wasn't an enjoyable watch at all. There's no. like certain things that I was like, okay, well that's pretty well done. Like, from a
1: Right. Like- yeah. I agree. But And there were some really good performances um, that mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing. But again, another movie that I don't feel any need to watch again.
0: Yeah, I kind of just like want to forget about it, honestly. Yeah, Um,
1: I'm putting that one in my D2.
0: Awesome. I have a one you over. Uh, and then I guess, oh, the other one is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I mean, I just, I think our opinion on this one differed because you appreciated like the performances and stuff more, but I think for me, it's just it might be even like pet peeve status. I just hate it when movies that are based on plays just decide to be plays instead of movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's I, it, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> it just pissed me off and kind of like I don't know because I I agree that like um like Chadwick Boseman just like killed it in this movie. Yeah, exactly. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like. I don't know. It, it felt like a chore to get through in and, and all the times when like, there wasn't like a big moment where someone could, could uh, chew the scenery.
1: That totally makes sense to me. I feel strongly about keeping this one in my seat tier, like solely because of Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Like he just, if it weren't for him and the, and how insanely cool and, his performance was in this movie and impressive. Then it would be in my D tier for sure because just as a movie, it was like structured so poorly. Yeah, but he makes it transcend to to see for me.
0: I gotcha. And uh, yeah, yeah. I guess my thing is that uh, like play movies based on plays can be done really well. I think Alfred Hitchcock's dilemma for Murder is based on a play, and that's like one of my favorites because mm-hmm. it still is a movie even though it takes place in one room and it's just mostly people talking it's still able to like do interesting stuff and so it's just like really disappointing to me when and another example is um it's called rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead which mm-hmm. is like a uh, a fun it was originally a play that was like a fun spoof of hamlet that mm-hmm. i think works really well as a movie too so it's just like i don't know it's it really bugs me when it comes off as like not cinematic when you're adapting a play because otherwise it just feels like you're making this movie in order to get more uh, eyeballs towards the play, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> just something for me that I just can't stand.
1: <laughs> Good to know.
0: Uh, and then the last one was Dracula, which I think might also be like a little harsh, but compared to like the ones I had in my C tier, which I may have been like, a little more indifferent to, is this one. At the end of it, I was like there was a lot in it and a lot of stuff I appreciated, but at the end of the day, like I didn't really like it as a movie. Yeah, me neither. So I put that one in my D tier.
1: But so much of this, the like specific scenes in this movie really stood out to me and were just so iconic that Mm. I, I wanted it to be above my D tier because I don't, I, I don't know. There was so much that I really disliked, but also so much that really kind of blew me away. So I feel like, Kind of balances
0: out to a C for me. I got you. Yeah. I I respect that.
1: Thank you. But it, that's actually everything that I had in my C tier. Oh, really? I, yeah. It was a oh, really tall tier for me. I have I a
0: lot in A. <laughs> okay. i have a bunch in my C tier. All right. Take it away. Um, yeah. I guess if that's all of yours. Wow. Uh, okay. So I'm going to have nine in my C tier. Okay. I tried to like even it out. So... I think I have 10 in A, 11 in B, and 9 in C, which I like, am pretty happy with. Uh, so my C tier is as follows. Nomadland, A Ghost Story, Honey Boy, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, Mank, Eighth Grade, A Nightmare on Elm Street, I Married a Witch, and Last Night in Soho.
1: Most of those I have in B.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think the biggest one, I mean, I'm going to start with Last Night in Soho because I put that in C instead of D as personal favorite to you. Not really, but like <laughs> I thought about it. It was, it was close between if
1: <laughs> I have Last Night in Soho as an A tier, but I knew that we were going to disagree on this <laughs> one. That's like totally fine. It didn't make it to be a personal favorite for me, but I did really enjoy it. And I know that that's a little bit of an unpopular opinion, and there's definitely its critiques. But to me, it just made me happy. Like, I just enjoyed watching it so much. I enjoyed my movie watching experience that this one got put in A for me, despite its many objective flaws that, yeah. <laughs> that I do agree with.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that same reasoning is why I put it in the C tier instead of the D. Because, mm-hmm. like, some of these other movies were at after, like, at the end of the runtime, I was like, oh man, I didn't like this movie. It was like, after when last night in Soho ended, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that didn't really work, but I had a good time with this one. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, it works um,
1: out. I have Nomadland and Mank in my B tier, but you putting them in C makes me want to put them in C as well. Because the only reason I didn't put them in C was because I was like, Scared. (laughs) I was just like, I didn't want to like undervalue them. I guess, like, I both of them were really impressive with what they did, and I wanted to be able to like show some appreciation for that. But in terms of my enjoyment of watching them, C Mm. level for
0: sure. I see. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's. I was like, I didn't. I didn't think of like the C tier as like super harsh. Um, The movies that you know I, I generally liked. Um, that just didn't like kind of reach that next level of like wowing me. I guess um, I actually rewatched Mank for this one because uh, I was like curious how I'd see it again. And there's a lot of stuff that I that is in it that I really like just because I'm like a film history nerd, and mm-hmm. it's cool to see like represent like what like the portrayal of the 30s of Holly in Hollywood. And there's like things that like references that I get and understand that I like. Right. But as far as like the way it's structured and the way it's written it kind of like falls apart a little bit i still really enjoy this like this is one that i like more than i think it's good Mm. um even though i think there's a lot of stuff in it that uh is really good i think overall it belongs in the c tier
2: yeah
0: um but i still really like that one and then for nomadland it's one that i personally didn't get too much out of but i could see the appeal yeah yeah i
1: agree
0: it's one that a lot of other things, like a lot of worse things, could have won, like best picture. It didn't piss me off, you know?
1: Kind of pissed me off a little.
0: Yeah, I remember that, actually.
1: <laughs> okay, what were the other ones that you had in C besides Nomadland, Mink, and Last Saints, Soho? Uh,
0: I did a ghost story, which oh, is yeah, that's higher cute. than yours. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's something really interesting about like the the first cycle to me about how it just goes forward and then mm-hmm. the ghost is just and it's like a high rise apartment complex or whatever or like an office building yeah. or something yeah and just kind of like I don't know there was a lot of cool stuff that was really interesting to me in this one
1: I agree with that and like conceptually it was cool too but it, yeah it just did not it wasn't executed it was
0: well. just the pie
1: it was just the pie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, I, I generally liked The Ghost Story. Uh, and then I put Honey Boy up here, which I didn't really, like, I don't know. I have not thought about that movie since I've seen it.
1: Really? Honey Boy is it. an A for me, for sure. I really gotcha. enjoyed Honey Boy. I thought it was just really cool and unique.
0: I enjoyed it, yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Because well. I gave it a 7 out of 10 when I saw it. And uh I mean, that still feels right. Like, yeah. I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd still like it, but I just kind of haven't really thought about it too much since. I don't know why that is, but that's where it is. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then I put I'm thinking of ending things. Where did you have this one at? The B tier, I guess?
1: Yeah, I do have that one in B, but this is another one I would feel fine about putting in C instead. Okay.
0: This is the specific one that I think I should rewatch. And I was kind of, I was trying to rewatch, I was planning on rewatching this one in Mank. Mm -hmm. Uh, before doing this list, but then I never really felt the need to rewatch Like I never, I don't know. So I guess that was telling too. (laughs) But I think there's more to this one than like what we got out of the first watch.
1: Maybe. Uh, I'm not really sure. This one for me, I thought was like a pretty good adaptation of the book, which I think is why I put it in B. Like it just did well with the Mm. source material, but I still just would rather read the book. Like if I was going to revisit, I would much faster read the book again than watch the movie again. But I loved Clemens; he was really. (laughs) But it also could have been so much weirder than it was. And I wish that they'd really leaned into that more. It didn't get I
0: thought it was pretty weird.
1: It was pretty weird, (laughs) but it it could it could always be weirder. (laughs) And I wish it was.
0: It was pretty weird, but it could have been really weird.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. When you have a movie that's like so in and out of reality, I feel like this is my critique about like every like dream or like alternate state of consciousness movie is that it should just get weirder you have unlimited potential to be weird because you are not bound by like the construct of reality so I want it to be as weird as humanly possible
0: that is true what about like Mulholland Drive does that one need to be weirder no (laughs) perfect (laughs) amount of weird (laughs) (laughs) and that's why it's so good yeah yeah I'd say I'm with you on that but I think some of it for me kind of depends on like how much of in your own head do you get Mm. certain things like by Luis Buñuel specifically, um, who's like a known surrealist guy. It was his birthday the other day, actually, but I see some of his movies and I'm like, this guy's a surrealist, but like, he's not getting crazy weird. But then the more I think about it later, I'm like, okay, well, it's playing on like my own kind of like, like the audience, you know, like our own kind of like beliefs and ideas. And it kind of like gets you thinking more. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I think I will at some point rewatch. I'm thinking of ending things.
1: I will be or excited or maybe read the book on pun second viewing. And yeah. I would kind of recommend the book. I didn't think the book was that great, but I do think it adds to like the enjoyment of the movie.
0: All right. Um, speaking of like weird subconsciousy stuff, I put Nightmare on Elm Street in my C tier. And I was really between the B. Yeah, I know. I was like really between the B and the C. I was trying to like even it out. So this would probably be the one that I would bump up the quickest if I had to. Like if I had to bump one up, it would be this one. But uh, something about it just had me leave it in the C tier. I don't know why that was. But it just felt right. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have it in my A tier for sure. Yeah. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know. I think it's so. It's just so fun. <laughs> it's one of the most fun horror movies ever made.
0: For sure. Um, yeah, I think for me, it was just one that I guess just didn't like strike with me personally.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, I feel like this way, I, because I'm like slowly but surely seeing like some of these like more classic horror movies that I've heard about for forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like very particular about like which ones kind of stick with me. And mm-hmm. I guess this one just like didn't as much. Yeah. Um, Even though I really liked it and I did have a fun time with it.
1: Yeah, I I I think that this one is, like, so timeless. Like, I think a lot of horror concepts almost get dated. Like, Mm. I mean, the ones that hold up, hold up because they will always be scary. And I think that this is, like, the epitome of that. Because the idea that you can't go to sleep. or you will die and that's just so good that'll never not be good we'll always have to sleep and i just like i just really like the like timelessness of that concept and i love freddy krueger as a (laughs) man and and the way that his whole character arc comes about like i think it's great um, also one of the best final girls ever done, yeah, I, I think go. personally. So, yeah, I mean, how can I put this anywhere but A tier?
0: There you go. All right. Maybe I might have to bump this. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I, I just I want to keep like the levels even. So if there's anything that I bump up from B, then this one is just going into the B tier. Okay. And then the other two I had were uh, eighth grade and I married a witch.
1: I have both of those in A and I'm kind of surprised about you having a married a witch down
0: here. Yeah. I was going to address that one first because I I don't know. I love that movie. (laughs) It's one of those things that it kind of just is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it doesn't. And I I mean, this might be like, I don't know. Is this like pretentious of me that it doesn't really like do anything beyond just being like a a good, enjoyable way to spend an hour.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, That is pretentious of me.
1: No, I don't think so. (laughs) I was just
0: joking.
1: But (laughs) no, I I think that that's like a fair critique.
0: It's just one that like I watch it and it's always a good watch. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I do love this movie, but I think it is still like a C tier. And and I I think I'm like not as harsh with my tears as maybe you were. Like I wasn't afraid to put something in the C tier. Oh, yeah. I I think for my for me the only one that i think i mean if if i was a movie if i embodied a movie the only tier i would be mad to be in would be the d tier like <laughs> everything cool. else like i i like you know um, yeah
1: yeah i really agree with you that this movie is just like kind of objectively not of the same quality as a lot of the other movies that i have in my a tier so maybe it, maybe this is really a b for me honestly cuz it almost feels like it's not quite Comparable to other A tier movies, but I just enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I know, put it
0: up there. It is, yeah, it is such a, like a, yeah, yeah I, and I'm maybe I'm a little surprised that I put it in the C tier myself, but <laughs> uh, I think just, I, it, I think it's one of those things of like comparing between the stuff that we watched.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not to say that I didn't like this one at all, because it's, I adore this movie, even when I like recommended it, I was like, I just need to watch something nice this week <laughs> um yeah let's try to put it and then eighth grade I don't know I really did like eighth grade so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know this is a, like I, I honestly don't know my justifications besides that comparing it against other things that we watch and just like the other things better
1: yeah
0: but yeah I, I I just I guess I don't have like a whole lot to say about eighth grade mm. um, eighth
1: grade is a strong a tier for me I think just because of like personal resonance with the like material of the movie. Like I've just
0: yeah.
1: been a girl in eighth grade. Yeah, I've
0: never been a girl in eighth grade.
1: <laughs> I don't know how he did it so well.
0: I, was,
1: I mean, I teared up at this movie because of how close it hit home for me. And so I just, I just can't put it anywhere besides A.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, what did you have in your B tier then?
1: In B, I have 39 steps, playtime, I'm thinking of ending things, Tokyo Twilight, Mank, but I would put that down in C. Persona, Burning, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Nomad Land, but I would put that down in C too. Rebel Without a Cause, The Cremator, Nightmare Alley, the old version, Fireman's Ball. That is it.
0: Nice. We had a lot of the similar ones. Nice. Uh I will tell you, playtime was definitely not in my B tier. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um I had the 39 Steps, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, uh Tokyo Twilight as well, Persona as well, Juliet of the Spirits, uh, mm-hmm. Rebel Without a Cause, the Cremator, Fire Ball, Nightmare Alley, um, and then Coraline also, and also oh, Naria.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, I almost expected Magnolia and seats. So I'm I'm pretty happy. That was
0: another one that I was between. Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. We're really on the same page about quite a few of these.
0: Yeah.
1: The ones that we differ on the most are about like personal connection. You know what I mean?
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um. Cool. Let's start with the Thirty Nine Steps, which was the first movie we've ever ever watched for this podcast. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, our second ever episode.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad it was our first movie too, and I really enjoyed it. And I don't like. I hope it doesn't come off like I didn't like it. I mean, the B tier.
0: The B tier is, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't worry about that.
1: (laughs) This is one that I wonder if it would move up if I watched it again. I haven't seen it since we watched it Mm. almost two years ago now. Um, so I do wonder if I would get a little bit more out of it on second viewership, <laughs> but as of now, it's just not, it just doesn't stand up to like what the A tier movies did for me, I guess. That's really it. No flaws. It's just not on the same level.
0: I gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, so I think like, I agree. And I think for the B tier, at least for me, these are movies, like anything from the B tier up, it's like, I have very little flaws for Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather talk about like what we liked about the ones. Okay. Yeah,
2: that worked for me.
0: Because um, I think this is fun. This is your first Alfred Hitchcock movie, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, it's, it's such a fun like uh, adventure. It's just like. It
1: really uh, is. The thing that still stands out to me the most about it was the main character, um, the dude, and just like kind of his sense of humor and his like ability to keep it light. Uh, throughout some the like turmoil throughout the movie which is my favorite type of character I think I've talked about this a million times throughout doing this but I he was like the first that I ever like talked about out loud because of our conversation about it and it made me realize how much I appreciate that type of character and uh I will always have a special place in my heart for this movie because of that
0: awesome yeah that's cool yeah he kind of just is like goes with whatever yeah I think uh and you got to check out North by Northwest, which I think is a lot of, I think I talked about it even in the episode way back when, but uh, that uh, in a lot of ways, that's like the American version of this one.
1: Yeah. I think I would enjoy it a lot. I do too.
0: <laughs> um, okay. My next one I had was sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Did you have this one in your AP year?
1: I do have sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Interesting. In my-
0: yeah. This is one that I guess I just didn't feel as strongly about as the other two in this trilogy um but yeah it's it's really cool that just the way that it's like utterly bleak and hopeless <laughs> like the way that even more so than
1: like, it just keeps beating you down this movie over and over it's kind of impressive the way it does it
0: yeah just utterly heartbreaking like such a like it's, it's a chore to get there in a good way i guess i'd say like I, not, a, not because you're bored the whole time you're just like how much more sadness and pain yeah Yeah.
1: it's like it's almost like uncut gems-esque but like instead of never-ending anxiety it's like never-ending like hopelessness and defeat without a moment's rest
0: fair (laughs) yeah
1: i give a credit for that (laughs) that's kind of crazy
0: yeah no i agree and i i I love like a movie experience where you feel lots of emotions
1: (laughs) yeah me too me too
0: so that's why i have this one up here yeah. Because um, I was deciding between like a B and a C tier for this one. And I said, you know, oh, like,
1: yeah. it's good. Uh, well, I could, this could, would be one that I wouldn't be like opposed to putting in my B tier. But I mean, it really was like memorable to me and how much okay. it made me feel feeling. So I put it in A.
0: That's fair. I'll never like uh, get rid of my mind of that shot where the girl is in the water. And it's like,
2: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know
1: same
0: (laughs) cool uh yeah then i think we both had tokyo twilight yes um
1: one for me that is not all that memorable i remember liking it and finding it really impressive which is why i put it in my b but i don't know that i have that much to point out about why i felt that way
0: yeah i honestly kind of agree i've seen lots of ozu movies and this is probably like the one that stood out the least, I still gave it a nine out of 10. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've given like most every Ozu movie I've seen a nine out of 10, but that's <laughs> how it goes. Cause his style is just so like, rec- like um distinctive. Yeah. Uh But this one stood out to me among like his filmography because it focused on like more melod, like it was more of a melodrama than anything else that I've seen from him. Mm-hmm. Cause usually his movies focus on like the most mundane stuff. That's like, you're impressed by it because it amplifies these mundane things to be like so dramatic. but this one like goes for more like melodramatic subject matter. so it, it stood out to me as interesting uh, from the rest of his filmography that I've seen, uh, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like better. Um, so yeah, I don't know it was it was, yep. it was super cool, but uh, yeah, yeah
1: it there's was like
0: a lot of stuff that I maybe don't remember about it as much
1: same this is one that i would definitely re re-watch and probably should
0: mm. i just remember there's lots of stuff at the pool hall i yeah. usually like the setting of the pool hall because that's <laughs> something that i had never seen in an ozu movie so nice. yeah cool and then we both had persona as well
1: yeah another this is probably the one that i need to re-watch the most
0: <laughs> that's fair yeah because but- this is like considered one of like the best best ever <laughs>
1: Yeah, we both have B. in B. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I mean, it really was so cool and it was so interesting, but it almost feels like you have to watch it at least twice to like get out of it what you're supposed to get out of it or at least yeah. like what, what you like, need to get out of it to really understand how important it is or why it's so popular. And I don't think I quite get it yet. So for now, it's in B. Easy go. Up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those, I think a lot of like, these movies that are very well regarded and like considered some of the best are, are certain movies that you need to have your own personal story with. Yeah. And I think just depending on when you watch it, how you watch it, that sort of things, it doesn't always like develop at first. Cause I know certain movies that, uh, you know, I, I do have that experience. with, And it's like right away, even before like it's even over, it's like, mm-hmm. I completely understand. Every, what it's all about. <laughs> not yeah. necessarily like under, on like a plot level or anything, but like you just get it. Mm-hmm. um And then other times when you like, when I, when you watch something like this, and my feeling when watching it is that you know that there's something there, but it, you haven't found your story with it. You haven't applied it to yourself yet. Yeah. And I think it's something that, you know, I don't know if it would happen with another watch, maybe, maybe not, but it's just something that you kind of like, that, you know it's there, but you just haven't like found your own story with it, and I think that's how I'm with on this one, so that's why I put it in the B tier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's an yeah. interesting one, but definitely one to rewatch. watch
1: yeah. yeah, I totally agree.
0: And then my next one I had was Juliet of the Spirits, and this is one that I also had lots of trouble. I'm sure you did. You put this one in your A tier. I did, yeah. Yeah, I was back and forth between A and B with this one as well.
1: Um yeah I it I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> like I don't think that I remember all that much of the actual plot and I would love to rewatch this one too, but so much of the imagery like comes to my mind so easily that I just like had to put this one in A tier like it was just so visually stimulating and cool to watch and I know that you said that it's um his like first color movie, right? Yeah. I love that information because it just like, it just feels like he took like full advantage of it. Like it just almost feels like he had been waiting for so long to be able to make a movie in color. And then when he finally got to, he was like beyond prepared because like the colors of this movie, they just go so hard. And I, I loved watching it because of that.
0: Just went all out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. This is, yeah. Probably if I had to bump one up from the B tier, it would be this one. For sure. Actually. Um, Yeah. Maybe I'm also, even second guessing. Uh, decision.
1: Juliet was just such an interesting character too, to me, like just really compelling. I really wanted to know more about her and really like pick her brain kind of and the movie to a certain extent almost lets you like you really get to know some personal information about Juliet. I remember though it's like given to you really kind of subtly through like her choices. And I, I don't know. I thought it was really good.
0: For sure,
1: could easily become an S here for me with another watch. I think.
0: Yeah, and it, it, like it's such an interesting dynamic too that it's like, um, how much of this is real? Like, he, yeah. <laughs> how much of it is like Fellini cashing in on his own his wife's insecurities and stuff?
1: Totally. But I'm so glad he brought that up because I remember thinking that was so interesting at the time because it didn't feel like he was hating on his wife by any means. Like it felt like he was seeing her side of the story with like so much compassion and like empathy, despite uh, like the flaws of their relationship, but also kind of trying to like express his remorse over what he did and like his own carelessness in his life and I I just really thought that it was like a unique and thoughtful um approach I guess to like something that is, I'm sure was actually so hard for both of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what? I am going to move this into my A tier as well. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Awesome. Let's see. I had, so we both had Rebel Without a Cause and then The Cremator. Very different movies, I guess. Very, but, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, both, both just good. I don't know. No, neither of them like above and beyond to me. The Cremator was good to me because of how bizarre it was. And I like, just loved that. It was so weird. I've like never seen any other movie like the cremator. And I like that about it. Although it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't like that scary or that. I don't know. It It wasn't
0: scary enough.
1: (laughs) Um, rebel without a cause. Also, I feel similarly, similarly to this one as I do about, um, I married a witch kind of like, it just almost feels like it's not quite on the same quality level as some of the other movies I have in B. Oh, interesting. But it's just so fun. <laughs> good. <laughs> I interesting. Yeah. I, actually, I might take that back. It's, it's like, good. It's a good movie. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's just interesting. Cause like, as far as like critical perception or whatever, like yeah. rebel without a cause is like, I feel like one of those in like the American canon yeah. That everyone kind of has to remember.
1: why like it's so it's so iconic, especially yeah. you know James Dean. But
0: James Dean, one of his like if it was
1: anybody other than James Dean.
0: It, well it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same movie.
1: Exactly, the, you the, know. So so, like the didn't. movie itself. Honestly, like whatever. James Dean in the movie though. B tier.
0: I gotcha. Yeah. Meanwhile, like a married a witch is more of just like kind of just like a random genre comedy <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
2: i see what you're saying
0: that we personally just yeah like i just really liked it when i saw yeah. it and yeah so so it's like it's a weird like equivalent between those two but i i see what you mean about uh i thought the cremator was great i almost put this into my a tier as well mm-hmm. yeah um, because i think even though it's not scary enough for you I think there's just like a really weird uneasiness that you get while watching this movie that I prefer. I don't know, because it's it's just this dude and you don't know what's going on inside his head. But that's true. You're like trying to like justify or like understand why he's doing the stuff he does. And
2: then
1: at a certain
0: point it just kind of like breaks apart and you're just like, What is going on right now?
1: No. It was it was really interesting. And it also did like a good job of paralleling real life events i guess but honestly it almost felt like too heavy-handed or
0: too on the nose
1: yeah too on the nose about the holocaust stuff and i was like i don't i don't know how much you should have done that okay. <laughs> Interesting. yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah.
0: I, I think like, this is definitely one of the more interesting movies we've watched
2: mm-hmm. i um, would really agree with that
0: yeah uh, and then the next one that we both had in our B tier was another Czech movie of two Czech movies we've seen Milos Formans, The Fireman's Mall. Yeah. It was just so much fun. I don't know.
1: It was so much fun. And I'm really glad that we watched this one. And I, it was, like, delightful. Yeah. So funny, too. Like, I really got more laughs out of it than I expected to. Mm.
0: Yeah, because, like, the way it sets up situations. Yeah. And then just, like, keeps getting worse and worse for these guys just of their own incompetence. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, uh, what's that, uh, that one, the German word about laughing at other people's misfortune. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like schadenfreude. Or something. I don't
1: know what you're talking about, but I can say the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just makes it funny. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, so. And
0: then nightmare alley we both had, which mm-hmm. is, I've watched, I've been watching like a lot of noir movies. Yeah. Um, that's just what I'm into these days. Trying to like build up my canon of horror movies, um, and this one is in in the context of all of that, is like not at the very top, but still notable. I would say so. I think the B tier is right for for me. It's just a fun one. The whole so
1: fun. It's such a good scary vibe, and it is so much better than the remake. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's not. It's no A tier for me. But I did really like it a lot.
0: I got you. yeah. I feel the same way. I I honestly think though that uh, the one thing that the new movie did really well was the. I know we talked about this, but the, the whole vibe of the carnival. I think Guillermo yeah. Latura did super well. I, agree. I mean, it makes sense. That's like totally his thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like so good at like making an atmosphere like that. But
0: and it, that worked really well. And yeah. I think that that atmosphere kind of like dissipated as that one went on. But in this one, I think it got better as it went. Um, which I think was to its advantage. I agree with that. I was still invested by the end of this movie and wanted Mr. Stanton to to make it out of it. Same. Cool. And then also in my B tier, I had Coraline and Magnolia. Coraline was another one that I went back and forth on, but uh, I put it in the B tier.
1: Coraline is totally an A tier for me. Um, I just, it's like... It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to explain why that one is A and not B for me. It just, yeah. it's so easy to rewatch. I think it's just like one that I've seen already a few times because I like to go back to it. And I think that that makes something an A tier above a B tier for me.
0: Nice. I think that one's like a comforty kind of movie.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: In a little bit of an odd way, but definitely.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And the, some of the animation, like sequences in this too, are like so unforgettable, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, yeah. Then I had Magnolia. Magnolia. You got this one in your S tier. S tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we each had one movie in our beat in each other's B tier. That was the S tier for the other.
1: It's Year's playtime.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: we um, see we didn't there... talk
0: more about Magnolia in a little bit
1: then. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm trying to see if there is anything else I had in my B tier that you have not touched on yet. Oh, I gotcha. Think the only one is burning. Do you have that in your A tier?
0: That's in my A tier. Yeah, I love burning. Yeah, it was really good. Because that was my when we watched it was my second watch.
1: Oh. And,
0: uh, yeah, it just uh it's such a like an enigma that movie. <laughs>
1: It really is. That is so true. And uh, this is another one that I think maybe if I see it two two times, mm-hmm. it could move up to A for me. But as an I would say, animal, so animal, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, it really it, looks so good. Yeah, and it even probably builds upon the Murakami short story play. Like, like it, it builds with that framework.
1: That is so true. And then it
0: throws on even more like uncertainty and mystery onto it. Yeah. And I thought that was really impressive. And yeah, I think I, we should adapt more short stories to movies because huh. it doesn't it doesn't follow the thing. Because I think all the book adaptations that we've seen of movies that have come out recently, we have disliked. The only two I can think of are Nightmare Alley, Rebecca, but I'm sure there are other. And then the Devil all the
1: time, all the time, and I'm thinking of
0: anything. So. Oh yeah, that's true too.
1: That's kind um, of true. So uh-huh.
0: okay, but I the way that Lee Li Chang Dong like kind of took this. Existing framework that I think really works as a short story could be read for that episode, um, and then like is able to use it and build upon it in the movie is something that's really impressive, and I think more people should try their hands at because I, I think that's like a specific like niche that yeah. I would be super into.
1: Yeah,
0: because that it's something.
1: Such a great point that I did not consider when I was just ranking these, but it really was so cool to see how much he extended on the short story. And so I kept the theme.
0: Captured like the spirit of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the more like iconic scenes too, um, or like phrases, I guess, Um, but but, like added so much of his own like creative licensing to it. That really was so cool. That might make me bump this up to an A. i
0: I think if you see it again it'll definitely roll because i remember like not know when the first time i saw it i was like i didn't know what to feel about it and it's one of those that i started liking more and more the more i thought about it okay then by the time i saw it again when we watched it for the pod i was like i don't know it just it just clicked it clicked into place for me i was like yes "Yes, this is it yes awesome all right let's move on to the a tier this is
1: exciting
0: you went crazy with the a tiers
1: yeah i got so much in the a
0: tier do you know how many you had
1: do you have, an, an have not counted them, but I can count as I read out loud.
0: Okay, sounds
1: good. In my A tier, I have Honey Boy, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, Rebecca the Old Version, Soul, Sound of Metal, Juliet of the Spirits, Sunrise, Eighth Grade, Kajillionaire, A Brighter Summer's Day, Nightmare on Elm Street, Coraline, I Married a Witch, Last Night in Soho, Long Day's Journey into Night, and La Note. So that was 17. Awesome. <laughs> there are a handful of these, though, that I could really see myself putting into S tier, namely A Brighter Summer's Day and Kajillionaire. Okay. Uh, and maybe even La Note, if I saw each of those another time.
0: I see. I see. I think, but my S tier turned out being just movies I gave a 10 out of 10 to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. I ended up not putting The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. But honestly, like, Every movie that's in my A tier is one that I absolutely love and adore. And yeah,
1: uh, I um, loved all of these movies. Like, I don't have yeah. hardly any bad things to say about them.
0: Awesome. Shall I read my whole, whole list? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Uh, I did The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Yee Yee, Rebecca, Soul, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, uh, The Florida Project, Burning, Sound of Metal, uh, and then Long Day's Journey into Tonight nice so we had a lot of overlap
1: yeah Where we just
0: we, we just differed on our s tiers
1: <laughs> yeah we really did i yeah that's kind of exciting though yeah i have you e in there
0: i just i don't want to i want to talk about all the ones that we both have in the a tier first okay and then we can go into our s tier selections okay so yeah that's the first one that i had okay this is one this is another one that i did really like but just the nature, and I did this the whole time we did our episode on it too. It just I kept like comparing it to brighter summer's day mm-hmm. because I don't know it seems like Edward Yang kind of did the- did similar things with each one just like fitted to the different time periods that both they came out and like they were set in um because mm-hmm. they came out about ten years apart uh, the early nineties versus the early two thousands uh, but brighter summer day was definitely like a uh, period piece for for the 60s. Yeah. It really was meant to be like uh, contemporary. Okay. Um, And so like just the way that they both worked kind of always had me comparing them against each other. And I think Yee Yi, Yi doesn't quite like measure up in how impressed I was by it. But I still like there's so much in this that just works so well. Yeah. <laughs> that is like of the same spirit. I don't know. Like, I got so invested into each member of this family's goings-ons. I don't know.
1: For me, I have both Yee Yee and A Brighter Summer Day in my A tier, and not, I mean, they're both in my A tier because they were both incredible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Mind-blowing, insanely impressive movies that, yeah, you get so much out of. And I think the only reason that neither of them has made it into my Etsy yet is just like like an accessibility thing. Like it's just like so rarely am I capable of sitting down for four hours to watch a movie. And I think I don't know, there's like something to be said about that. They're not there's no like rewatchability factor for me. Like that is it's a commitment.
0: <laughs> I see. Yee yee is only three hours though, just saying. That's a good
1: point. And I do have Magnolia in my tier which is
0: awesome.
1: (laughs) So maybe this is a little bit hypocritical, but, but I think maybe it also comes down to, um,
0: the feeling when you're watching it.
1: Yeah. The feeling like they feel long and it's also for me, like reading subtitles, which feels like more effort. Like, it's not like I'm unwilling to do that, but it does feel like a kind of, uh, more intense level of attention that
0: I have. Mm. to Interesting. Yee-yee. Yee-yee. Um, that really
1: yeah, <laughs> watch it. I mean, like it's like crazy good,
0: and that one I've only seen that one time, so I'd be down to watch re- that one again. Yeah, um, I was and gonna say,
1: both ye- sorry, real quick, yee yee and a brighter summer day are kind of like a major reason why I feel sort of weird about some of the other things I put in my A tier because, like. Nothing else I have in this so technically compares to mm. the like effort and care that was put into both of these and yeah they're just so good and they're so impressive.
0: I see yeah I was gonna say that Yi would make an interesting um double feature with the farewell mm. but then that's like your whole day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah true
0: it's like Wait yeah
1: I agree I really like the farewell and they do have like really similar themes.
0: Um, and then we both had Rebecca, the 1940 yep. Rebecca, not the
1: 20. I can't get over the way that this movie like single handedly transformed my perception of the whole story, which is a classic story. Um, it will always have to be an A tier, maybe even an S tier for me because of that, because I was so impressed.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I um, this is the only Alfred Hitchcock movie that won Best Picture. Wow. himself never won an oscar because none of the movies that he produced himself won best picture wow. um and he never won a best director oscar either
2: Damn.
0: um this was produced by david o selznick who was a character on mank by the way <laughs> um and uh yeah i just think that's interesting that it's different it's definitely different from this is his first american picture as well and it's mm-hmm. different from what he would go on to do, but I think it's done really well. And I think it's just like a testament to like how good of a director he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: even when he's not um, working like in the genres that he's known for, like he can still make a damn fine movie. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I love Rebecca. And it's such a, it's such a, like a, a, a ghost story, but not that yeah, I Yeah,
1: really- I know. That's so cool. Very gothic, as they say.
0: Yeah. Uh, the next one is Soul. I put Soul in my eighth year. Me too. I'd only seen that the one time, and I feel like I don't feel as strongly about it now as I did when I watched it, but I really liked it when I watched it.
1: I also really liked it at the time, and I feel like the message of it is really, really important, and I... I could like took a lot of comfort from it and could totally rewatch it. But I almost feel like I have a separate tier ranking in my brain of Pixar movies. And like it does not compete with Coco. (laughs) I couldn't put put it in my S tier or Disney cartoons, I guess. I don't actually know if Coco is Pixar. Coco is, yeah. Okay, cool. So I I don't know. I couldn't put it in my S tier in this one (laughs) when I was like, it's not in my top Disney movies. I see. it, It is so good. And I really, really, really appreciated the messaging of it. I really thought it was important and great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and I love the positives of this one I love so much. And then all but I think just since I've first seen it, like the negatives that I had with it are like starting to grow on me a little bit. Yeah, really? Um, but yeah, this is just such a I don't know. That's
2: good. But yeah,
0: you're right. That it's a good message that it leaves you with you know. Yeah. You're,
2: yeah.
0: you're you can be like a lot, your your passion for life isn't tied to anything.
1: That yeah, you, it's enough. Like to a yeah. Just enjoy.
0: Ah, it's just so, such a good thing that. So good.
1: Yeah. Like here, Truly, know. I'm I'm so glad it was made and that we watched it.
0: Yeah. um Okay, then I'd have sympathy for Lady Vengeance, which I assume is your S tier. Yes. <laughs> um, and then what about the Florida Project? Did you have that one?
1: I ended up putting that in my S tier. Oh, well.
0: gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. So yeah, then I did Burning, and um, then Sound of Metal. I think we both had.
1: We did, yeah. I loved Sound of Metal.
0: Yeah, this was so. On Letterboxd, it's listed as a 2019 movie. Oh. Um, that's just something that, like, I think about when this one comes up because, like, when you group it with the 2019 movies, it's just one of a number of like incredible movies that came out that year. Yeah. When you think about it as a 2020 movie, it's like, this is very superlative compared to a lot of the other stuff that came mm-hmm. out in that year. So that's, yeah. what, that's how I think about it in a weird kind of sort of way. This so, one should have won the best picture.
1: I completely agree. This to me was like miles ahead of Nomadland. Um, and it was just so touching. Like it just really tugged at the heart. Uh,
0: and I, I also love how like uh, ambiguous it is hmm I agree. It's like you you don't know there's no right answer because it's a really tough situation. Totally. And in tough situation such as this, there are no right answers.
1: Right. I completely agree. I loved yeah. it. Sentimental was so awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, and then Long Day's Journey into tonight Did you also have this on in the AT? Yes. Mm-hmm. Man. Ah, this movie. <laughs> of the movies that I've seen in the last like Four or five years that have come out in the last four or five years it's probably one of the more impressive ones that i've seen
2: yeah
0: and uh, i think more people should really watch this movie. i'm glad that you liked it as much as you did even though you were like uh, uh a little bit uh dis- like uh i don't know what the word is about the first part But
1: <laughs> yeah that's it, true yeah i got about halfway through before i Uh, like feeling unsure about whether or not I would like it in the end but I did really like it in the end it was so unique and artistic creative yeah because it's just so innovative
0: yeah we did a whole episode on that one that's the most recent movie now these last two are the most recent movies we've watched so Mm -hmm. we have our full thoughts that we've given quite recently that we still remember what we said (laughs) and then La Notte (laughs) also in my A tier
1: me too um i love that movie though it just
0: works yeah (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's just so good i was so so thrilled about that one
0: Uh, yeah i don't know about how much more we have to say about that one it's because yeah we just talked about it (laughs) a couple weeks ago
1: yeah exactly um
0: (laughs) incredible so yeah, let's read our respective S tier.
1: Mine are the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, The Florida Project, and Magnolia. And as we have been talking, I think I would also put Kajillionaire in into my S tier. Nice. When I think about it, I'm like, how could I put the Florida Project into my S tier, but not Kajillionaire? I like I like it. <laughs> Kajillionaire's gotta be in my S
0: tier. <laughs> All right. It's a. Uh, we've salvaged a uh, entry into the hall of fame because i also had kajillion and uh, i also had old boy and playtime well playtime first and then old boy and sunrise and a brighter summer day beautiful these are just my 10 out of 10 movies like i don't know yeah yeah
2: Um,
0: and let's see the only one, the only two that I watched for the first time for the podcast were Playtime and Kajillionaire. Nice. Um, interestingly enough, so I don't know, like I don't know, that doesn't necessarily invalidate these choices, <laughs> but I think specifically between Old Boy, yeah, the other three are like ones that I already knew I really, really loved that were like 10 out of 10s for me when I said we should watch them. Mm. So I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm, now that I'm like thinking about that, I do feel a little weird about it. Um, but playtime was another interesting one because the first time I watched it, it wasn't at that level for me. But then we rewatched it, and then I rewatched it again in mm-hmm. Prague. So I, I, this is the only movie that I watched twice in Prague was Playtime. So there you have that. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Kajillionaire first. I think.
1: Okay. Well, wait. Let me say my like stats like you just oh yeah go ahead two of them are movies that i watched specifically because you requested for the pod which are sympathy for lady vengeance and the cajillion air two of them are two that i chose to watch for the pod which are magnolia and the florida project and then one of them is the one i'd already seen before which is the texas chainsaw massacre
0: awesome yeah yeah that's right because the florida project and magnolia were your choices for the movie reports yeah that's interesting
1: isn't it i don't know how to pick them i guess yeah there you go <laughs> i know what i will like
0: yeah <laughs> awesome yeah so yeah let's get into kajillion okay i think that one's both in both past years i was just very like surprised pleasantly surprised by this movie.
1: It was so good. And like truly such an odd story and main character that I, I just like it was just so um hard to look away. Like it, honestly like impossible to look away. Like I was just so caught up in this young woman's life which was so unique and what an experience. I loved watching that movie.
0: Yeah, it's like so quirky without ever being annoying about it, which I think is the yeah, problem with really. Miranda July's other movies that I've yeah. seen.
1: Oh, I don't know that I've seen any of her other stuff, but this one is like genuinely offbeat, like actually weird.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Not, There's no like intentional quirkiness it felt like to me. Like it all felt like very a natural flow of strange people.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Nice. And I, I love that. And this is like the stuff that I want to write is about, Like just insanely quirky characters that just feels real and actualized.
1: Yeah. Like there's a believability to everything that happened. And none of none of it felt like forced or like any of the characters were going were just being quirky for the sake of like other people or for coming off in a certain way. It felt like they were just genuine weirdos and kind of cool with it. Yeah. (laughs) Being their authentic weird selves.
0: Yeah, and like having having to like interact with the world.
1: Yeah. Yes. As a
0: weird weirdo. (laughs) Weirdo.
1: (laughs) And interact with other people who aren't quite as weird as you. Yeah.
0: Very, fair. Yeah. I I think and, and I think even though this one is one that like doesn't necessarily like do a lot of crazy technical things with like its scope or its scale, it just tells like a really like completely developed and actualized story. It's mm-hmm. like, like the simplicity when you can like absolutely nail it is so much more impressive than attempting something that's big and crazy that becomes too much.
1: I really agree with that.
0: Because um, I'm going to compare two directors here that I feel uh, both have one movie that I've seen that really, really works. It's like nearly perfect to me. And then the others don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is would be um Bong Jun Ho be the other one. which I guess i I also did really like um the host. Yeah, I also really like the host, but uh, it just seems that they have like different problems and the ones that I didn't like because it's just I think it's just one of those things where certain things that you can see don't quite work for you in other movies that the director has done just clicks mm-hmm. together and makes something that you're like, okay, this is. Like a full actualization of what they were going for, and I think yeah. and I think the reason I made that comparison is because of the last three four years, these are I think are really the only two movies that I felt have done that, hmm. and I think they're the only two movies that I've given ten out of tens to in the last two or three or four years. So
1: it that really makes a lot of sense to me, and I I s- just really agree that like Kajillionaire is kind of just the perfect amount of ambitious I guess like it's it's kind of a wacky out there story in terms of characters and what they're going to do um, but it's like small scale enough in terms of I don't know themes and like setting like it's not this like massive undertaking as far as like designing this movie but it is still like a fresh and new story and it just really worked
0: yeah Perfect way to put it. Oh, I adore this movie. <laughs> um, okay, let's do playtime and Magnolia next because those are the ones that the other person had in their B tiers instead of their A tier. Nice. Um, playtime is just one that I'm uh, more and more impressed by every time I see it. It's just it's one of those things that really is a massive undertaking yeah and like throughout film history there's these occasions and it's the movies that are like well regarded today but there's Mm -hmm. these occasions where someone goes all in on a movie that they're trying to make
2: Mm -hmm. and then they
0: do it and then it's too far ahead of its time that the people don't give it the box office that it needs and it like ruins the creator (laughs) maybe not ruins but like you know just like it, it it is, a fa- is considered a failure at the time and then is only discovered later. I mean, the, the other one that like comes to mind directly is Citizen Kane that I think of because he really went. And I just, it, that's just so impressive to me. And it's like kind of sad when like, because Playtime didn't do, like it was, you know, a fair, like a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so well regarded and just works so well. It really is just one of a kind, completely on its own vibe. And I love it.
1: Yeah. I fully agree with that. And I also agree, like it I get more and more impressed by it every time I see it and we talk about it. And I I don't dislike it by any means, which Uh. is like why it's in my B and I, I wanna like recognize and appreciate kind of its innovation and how it really is like in a lane of its own and is such an achievement. And I also just like don't like feel any sort of need to like revisit it frequently or anything. Like it doesn't make me feel that much. Um, I guess. Yeah. There's just no personal like resonation with anything that happens, which just keeps it out of B for me, at least for now.
0: Yeah. I see. I, uh, yeah, I feel so good when I watch this movie. This is such a, this is like a very comforting movie too, because I just think that over the course when they're like, no one's talking to anyone and it's like, all like corporate, everything's walled off. Yeah. And you like really feel the effects of that. And then when it's kind ah. of turned around and thrown you're like thrown into this chaos.
1: Yeah. It really I love
0: is chaos as comedy. Um yeah. I've like figured this out by watching all my Marks for movies that I've been, nice. I've been going through. It's just like I don't know. I just love this movie. It's such a it's such an achievement. And and for me it does have that like that personal draw mm-hmm. um that I really love. So
1: really makes yeah.
0: sense. Play time.
1: Yeah magnolia for me is what i don't know really why but one that really personally resonated with me for some reason i think just something about um like the scope of the characters that it covers um and just kind of some of these like more shocking moments of revelation throughout the movie have like really stuck with me since i watched it although that wasn't really that long ago but there were moments during this three-hour, like, long movie, which I don't usually tend to... I, I prefer a shorter movie, you know? <laughs> there were moments of this three-hour movie where I was, like, on the edge of my seat, like, jaw-dropped at just kind of the content of what some of these characters were saying or piecing together, um, like, why aspects of the story were being shown in parallel, even when at first they seemed unrelated. Some of the more abs- absurd moments of just, like, events, but also... Uh, strange and sort of dark comedy like this movie just has so much working for it for me that I just like fell in love with it right away
0: awesome I think it's one that you kind of have to like give yourself up to I guess
2: yeah totally and
0: I like to say that you should do that with all movies yeah. until they like kind of throw you under the bus and make you regret that decision, (laughs) which something like Rebecca from 2020 would do. (laughs) Um, No, but I just like, I think any movie that is obviously made with such care and precision as this one Mm -hmm. is like worth that effort, I guess.
1: I completely agree. And I do sometimes still like wonder if maybe you would like it more if you saw it without like the ads and everything with the, Uh, without the interruptions. Cause I saw it in the movie theater and I, that that really contributed to my enjoyment
0: of it oh yeah nothing beats the theater experience yeah. <laughs> um, no I think it's for me it's just one that like I never really got, got onto the rhythm of mm-hmm. um, and you know I mean it could be my fault it could be the movie's fault who's to say I think that's why I put it up to the B tier instead of the C is because like it's one of those movies that just like is clearly made with like this care and precision
1: yeah, I really agree. And it Yeah, just, it
0: just it was just like a little exhausting for me yeah. to watch.
1: That's kinda of how I feel about playtime. Like I enjoy it and there's uh-huh. so much to benefit from it. And it's like a and it is so precisely and carefully made and you like have to give it so much credit for that. But I find it a little bit exhausting to watch. Yeah. You gotta pay a lot of attention to get anything out of it. And I would rather do that for Magnolia. And I you would rather nice. do that for playtime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what the difference is. There's certain scenes in this one that I did really, that I really liked and stuck with me, but other ones that are like spent so much time on that. I just never really like got connected to. So. Yeah.
1: That's a critique that I really understand.
0: Yeah. It was a mixed bag for me, but I, I, uh, I do appreciate it. So.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate my
0: time. There you have it. Um, okay, my next one is Old Boy. So we can e- we can each talk about our, our favorite entry into the Vengeance trilogy. Nice for this one. Um, Old Boy is just, and this is one. This is one of the first like foreign movies I seen because I heard lots of stuff about it. Like I saw this one for the first time a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the first time I saw this one was before any other movie on this list,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it was one of those that was a formative experience for me yeah because this was the first really fucked up movie that I've seen <laughs> <laughs> I think like it's oh my goodness there's it's uh it is fucked up the way it just like plays with your expectations and beliefs yeah. and stuff is uh so yeah. it it's like in comparing it to the Mr. Vengeance it's it's less like completely hopeless, but it's more. It takes like pleasure in giving you the hope and ripping it away from you in such a devastating way yeah. that uh, just kind of like leaves you in shambles watching it. it
1: does it totally does?
0: And I absolutely love that because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like one of those things that like only maybe not only movies can do, but it's a specific feeling that you get from watching a movie such as this. Mm-hmm. that just like demolishes you i don't know <laughs> because you 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 get caught up in like you know getting your expectations and like caught up into it and then also just like i don't know the action scenes in this movie are really well done and it's like you're starting to feel like it's it's starting to feel like a revenge flick like uh, something that quentin tarantino would do where mm-hmm. it's like uh, bloody revenge whatever and then it's like okay well let's um analyze this idea and be like what happens when you're being played the whole time first of all and it's like you don't get that like retribution and then beyond that it's even worse for you and you know your life is just made even more terrible i don't know it's just the the rise and fall of emotions and watching this and it's like so technically well done just uh, it's, it's one of the formative movies for me, and it'll always hold that place.
1: I completely agree with everything that you just said. And I have both Old Boy and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance in my A tier, like for all those reasons, because they're just so devastating and brutal and they just like execute being those things so flawlessly like it's just crazy um how devastated you feel during both of those movies like it's such an achievement in playing with your emotions and the reason why Lady Vengeance stands out to me above the other two is because it kind of is not (laughs) like Lady Vengeance gives you so much more hope and satisfaction I think than either of the other two do and that's why it Became my favorite, but also stands above to me because of like the character herself. Like Lady Vengeance herself is just such a badass. I like love her. I love her revenge quest. I love her uh, kind of like sense of humor about the whole thing. I guess she's so smart and witty, and like, I just think that she is like one of the best characters ever written. And that is really what puts. Lady Vengeance above the other two in the trilogy to me, although the entire trilogy is like practically perfect. And I love all three of them dearly.
0: Awesome. You put it really well. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that.
0: <laughs> and I mean, it might be because might be because there's less that I remember about Lady Vengeance than <laughs> the others, because I guess it, it, it never had that moment where it's like, I'm going to remember this forever for me at least.
1: Yeah. And Um, like, Hey Vengeance like does not disturb you or break your heart on the mm. same level as old boy or Mr. Vengeance.
0: That's true. Um, Yeah. And it's like
1: kind of a different tone to it than the other two.
0: Oh, I agree for sure. There's, I mean, there are still like certain shots that I definitely remember, but it wasn't like, it's a different like feeling. I'm sure you know what I mean. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. The next, so the last two I had in my S two were Sunrise and a Brighter Summer Day, and you had what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yep,
1: yeah, and the Florida Project.
0: Oh, and the Florida Project. Okay, cool. I'm going to talk about Sunrise because this is one that uh, was that I did watch recently, and I liked it so much that I wanted you to watch it to be your first like silent movie that you watched for yeah. the fun. Because I think this one is just it's so good. Like I, <laughs> I don't know how Renow pulled this off. <laughs> it's like to me because i've i've been i have seen a good amount of silent pictures by now and even more as the weeks go by because i'm working on my my hundred years ago project um and this just seems like the pinnacle of like everything it was building to and then like took a massive step back in the first years of sound Mm -hmm. so like there's so much good stuff that came out in 1927 like the last, like the, the, the great silent movies. And I just love that this one goes about presenting its information in ways that we don't do that anymore because sound changed it. And it seemed like it was really getting towards new and interesting stuff. And then it, it, yeah, it just seems like such a, like a, um, time, not time capsule isn't the right word. Like maybe like a memento of, filmmaking in the 20s like in the late 20s uh, at the at the end of the silent era and it feels like just such a capstone such a superlative of all of that like mm-hmm. i this is one of very few movies that have made me laugh, like crack up laughing and cry in the runtime
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and just the way that it pulls these emotions out of you even though it's a silent picture kind of it's I I guess technically it is a sound picture because it has the soundtrack on it but it's silent style um I don't know it's just one it's just I it's so good and such like an important movie like as far as history goes and I'm just like so glad that we still have this one there's a lot of like great I mean, who knows how great, like maybe we did, we have saved all the great ones, but there's a, so many like movies that came out of the 20s that will never be seen, like again, because yeah. yeah, they to think about. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that this one we still have around and people can still watch because it's, there's such a like a truth to it that is so good and inspiring to me. And I absolutely adore your Sunrise. <laughs>
1: Nice. Yeah. I really agree with everything that you said. And it, it really is such an amazing movie and I'm so glad that we watched it. And uh, especially because I don't know much at all about silent movies and really have seen hardly any. So it was really cool to be able to watch one and still like get a lot of, a lot out of it. And I don't, it's yeah. We talked about that in the episode about sunrise, but it's like such a good first silent movie. Mm -hmm. watch, I guess.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because I think a lot of the ways, and uh, this is kind of the criteria I'm doing for my projects uh, with like these movies from 100 years ago, is like the better, like the the less I am aware that I'm watching a silent movie, the better it is. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And that's like I kind of happened a couple of times where it's like little shortcuts that they can use that like doesn't slow down, that like just keeps information flowing. And I just think that's really cool. And done maybe nowhere better than Sunrise. So yeah. Nice.
1: Um okay, I will talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, which is undeniably an S tier for me, I would say. Um I just feel that like horror as a genre has so much disparity between the good and the bad movies of the genre like it just feels like it's so easy to make a bad horror and so many people have done it and there there are just so many that exist in this world and there's only a handful of like really genuinely good horror movies it's like kind of crazy like it just doesn't seem easy at all (laughs) to make a good horror movie so you really kind of have to the good ones just stand out like so so much to me like they just become so unforgettable so immediately and I was also thinking about this earlier this week and I feel like the best horrors and the scariest horrors don't don't always like overlap for people and like their opinions and for me I think I have probably two separate lists of like top five my favorite horror movies to watch and top five horror movies that scared me the most okay. and I think the only one that I would put into both of those categories is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre it is both so good and so actually scary <laughs> and so unsettling a lot of my favorite horrors didn't actually get to me all that much but but were just amazing movies
2: uh-huh.
1: but this one is both and so yeah. it's gotta be S tier. That like that's crazy it is it's just so such like a standout in its field. <laughs> um, and also in general, also just as a movie, like absolute perfection.
0: That's a great way to put it. And I completely agree. This movie, yeah. It's just like, it's just so, I don't know. It gives, it gives me a feeling that I haven't really ever felt watching anything else before. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing with when I saw old boy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: just the feeling when the credits roll, and we were talking about the last shots. and I think the last shot of this is one that I would definitely put up um, there.
2: Sure, totally. <laughs> I just
0: remember, it and I, I talked about like it's like the, this, like feeling of like an odd energy that I had. This was that was definitely one of them. I wrote down a couple more. Um, the biggest one was Corpus Christi, which came out in twenty nineteen. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a Polish movie. It's just like the way that that one ends, and you just like. I don't know. It, it's just like this weird like electricity that you feel yeah. as the credits start to roll. And like, oh my goodness. And I definitely felt that for Texas Chainsaw as well.
1: Texas Chainsaw like gets under your skin, like kind of undeniably. Like I don't think anyone could sit through this movie and remain undisturbed. <laughs> and
0: be like ah, How? whatever. Uh,
1: yeah, whatever. I feel neutrally about this movie. Like you can't. It is so weird and gross and scary. <laughs> and I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that might be the one that's like closest to the S tier for me. It's nice. not up there. Yeah. Um cool. And then my last one is a brighter summer day. This is this movie is just everything to me. I don't know. It's yeah. It's one of those. It's not even one of those. It's just it's just one. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's nothing else I've seen that's that's like it. Um, even the other four hour extravaganzas that I've seen. Yeah. Just, this is this is the only epic I will acknowledge that's I don't know because I mean, it's not it's not epic in uh scale I guess I' would say it's epic in scope and just the way that it it is able to if, if we're like considering it as a genre movie of the epic it completely subverts everything else because it's so quiet in a lot of ways. It's about the whole town, everything going on, all Taiwan. Um, but it's just about this kid going through it. And there's so much around It's just such, it's such a, like a perfect merging of crazy, like, uh, uh, mise-en-scene, like scale of the production um, compared with such a, like an intimate and quiet story that, Really, kind of reaches you on a one to one basis, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and like for me, that's something that I value so heavily because it shows that it's possible to do both of these things at the same time, and it works completely. At least for me, like there's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's one of the best movies because there's. I have my favorite movies, which is like a woman. This is, I don't know. It's there's nothing like it at least in my opinion it's just such a achievement yeah just feels impossible to duplicate replicate for me
1: i really completely agree it's an amazing movie just such an undertaking to watch (laughs) (laughs) but so worth it if you do
0: yeah and i think that's part of it too is that you have to like if you give yourself over to this story, you get so much out of it that like, I don't know, in a weird way, it's something that like, I'm sure I'll revisit when I need to, when I need to just like, when, when life is like, getting me down, and I just need to disappear into something that. I can like. It, it is, I don't want to say it's a comfort movie because like the way the events unfold in this are, are are quite devastating. Not in this, not in the same way as the Avengers trilogy plays out, but in a more poetic, like a quieter, more poetic way that isn't yeah. as like externally devastating, but maybe just like a little more like melancholy and the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like internalized. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very well said
0: adore this movie <laughs> it is so good i'm glad um, you watched it that you made the commitment to the four
1: hours me too. i i'm really glad too i really did get a lot out of it and it, i mean it is in my a tier because i love it and this one probably is like of all of your s tier movies the one that would be closest to being s tier for me as well mm-hmm. and i should watch it again mm-hmm. and then it probably would be but i it's just so long. Yeah. <laughs> it is also so good <laughs> Um, okay my last movie in my S tier that we haven't talked about yet is the Florida Project and I put this one in my S tier because I think it perfectly executed exactly what it set out to accomplish Mm -hmm. and it also went above and beyond and almost like exceeded its own intentions and I like that about it (laughs) It it so good I think that it's the goal of this movie was to I show like kind of a specific kind of American poverty and uh, like the way that it coexists so closely to American luxury, I guess. And like fantasy, I like American dream almost in the form of Disneyland or Disney world. Um, and, and it, did that i that is like such just an interesting reality to take a look into and it did it so perfectly and so carefully and so compassionately and then also like the performances went crazy like the kid actors were so good but also willem defoe was so good and like the colors of this movie like the design of it the feelings that it gives to you some of the more specific really personal scenes that like didn't have to be included but were were so special and so touching and the way that it like portrays kind of these universal aspects of childhood, but also these, uh, not at all like relatable aspects of childhood and poverty specifically, uh, like together in one life for this, for these handful of kids is like beautiful and like groundbreaking and just so important and impactful. I love this movie
0: awesome yeah that's yeah that's very true and i think it's the uh yeah i just also personally love like the uh juxtaposition of abject poverty right next to disney world and i I love how it's not necessarily like even like disney world is just a concept for most of the movie until the weird ending shot (laughs) (laughs) but like it's just like but it's so present and i think that that's like for me, probably the most impressive part of the movie is the way that it's—it's it's always felt, it's always there, yeah. even though you never really see it. And I think totally. that's really cool. Totally.
1: It was so—it was just so good and heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. Cool. I think that's. I think we did it.
1: I think we did it.
0: We tier ranked yes. all forty-one movies we've seen in the first.
1: Wow. Congratulations on 100 episodes.
0: 100 episodes.
1: It's been an honor and a journey and a damn good time.
0: Yeah. There's so many movies that I'm so glad I watched here that I might not would have seen, at least by now, by this point. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, um, me too. Totally. It's awesome. And we love just kind of documenting doing this too. Yeah, because I know, I know, I love to like uh, talk about film history stuff and like share that stuff with everyone else. But mm-hmm. I'm also just like learning so much more as we've gone on too.
1: Same, I'm learning crazy amounts, it's, like about film history and the more technical stuff. But I also just like really value your opinions and your insights about your more like personal insights too. And yeah, oh.
0: it's really. <laughs> <laughs> like, that means a lot it's, a, it's a, like it's just a, such a nice platform to kind of like be able to talk with you about stuff because yeah before I would kind of just like try to get like full thoughts on stuff in, like letterbox reviews mm-hmm. but that doesn't work for me I, I need to like vocalize like I yeah and then yep. talk it over and then only then that I like just get whatever I'm thinking out in the air I can formulate like real things that
1: yeah I can. I really relate to that. Sometimes I start talking to you about movies and most of the time I will like hear my thoughts as I say them. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. And it was cool to like, yeah. finally realize that as I said it out loud every now and then I'll start talking and then realize and be like, no, that's not quite it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I do. Yeah. I get that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but no have it. yeah.
0: All right. Maybe at episode 200, we'll do the same thing with everything that we've seen. I mean, From now until then. Wow. Where will we be in our own episode 200? <laughs> who oh knows? My we'll find out. Yeah. Um, okay. So next week, I'm happy to announce we're doing something, another fun thing um, to continue. So we're doing like a three episode kind of thing for hundred. So this is like the cat, the big, the big one. Um, but we're actually doing this, the same similar thing for the books that we've read for book club next week.
1: Wow. i'm <laughs> I looking forward to that
0: yeah it'll be fun and uh, i actually hadn't announced that. I, that that was the one that i cut out every time i mentioned it before so it's a fun surprise for everyone now uh, and we're actually having aubrey back on us with that
2: yay
0: our uh member of the third member of the book club here these past uh, for a good while now so yeah <laughs> that'll be fun we'll be doing the same thing with the books and uh it'll be a good one so that pushes back our wrap up a whole week so we're going to be a little late with the wrap up but that's fine with me because I think I can probably finish another book by then
1: post-February is short anyway so it feels like it just kind of works
0: it'll work out well so we have we have some good plans for the pod the next few weeks so I'm excited for it and we have been tier ranking for a while (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so all we have to do now is recommend an album and then we'll get out we'll skedaddle on out of here Next. Nice. Do you have an album to recommend? Yeah.
1: My album this week is Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. Uh it's a newer album and I'm kind of just now getting into it. And it is crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> you have to listen to this if you have not heard it yet. It's like a rap album, um, but I it's just like impressive and like innovative, and you like hear each song and you're just kind of like, oh, holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> each one of them is so good and so powerful like melodically but also lyrically um she tackles some really kind of heavy and important topics through this album it's so cohesive like it is just a feat like it's truly such an accomplishment of an album and i love listening to it every time i sit down to listen to it i just get a lot out of it but it's almost like it's not the type of music that you want to just like passively have on like you gotta Um, think this one (laughs) you need to have experience of sitting quietly and listening to this album because
0: it's crazy yeah i love little sims yeah i listened to the uh the last i've been a fan since the last album yeah uh, the gray something yeah but uh yeah no i agree excellent recommendation um, I wanted to pick some special album for my hundred for the hundred episode, so my 100th episode album is "Are You In or Out" by The Growlers.
2: Nice. Um,
0: the the final straw in choosing this one because so I'm wearing my little sweater, my Growlers sweater sweatshirt today. Um, but this is just one of my favorite albums ever because it just captures a specific vibe so yeah. well. Because like The Growlers, this is I think this is their first studio album. But they've had a lot of different sounds and I've liked all of their sounds for the most part. Um yeah. but this album specifically, I think just the whole thing just captures this certain vibe that I just adore and originally is like what got me into the band. Um so yeah, it's just it's so good. <laughs> and, uh,
1: God, I it's, love
0: colors. It's such like a standard album that like I'm always because I cycle through music so much. And yeah. then there's a certain ones that like still stand that I'm like consistently listening to throughout the whole time. And I think this is one that is like that. So I think everyone should check it out if they haven't heard it. Are you in or out by the growlers? So good.
1: Absolutely. Excellent.
0: Excellent. And that, and that does it for our 100th episode extravaganza. I'm sure this will be our longest ever episode
1: yeah.
0: when it's published. Yeah. But, my
1: throat is kind of sore from talking so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> but we're happy to do it. Yes. And, uh, this is such a, such a fun and uh, a good kind of like look back at all that we've done and kind of like talked about and like even kind of accomplished in, in yeah. way uh, up to this point. And I'm excited to like try to branch out and do more cool stuff going forward. Totally. And uh, thank you for everyone for like listening and being here for us, <laughs> like with us throughout this whole thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go go check out. If you, if you liked, if you're like newer and you thought something that we talked about was interesting, go listen to the episode where we talked about it. Watch it yourself, and then also like anything that you want to add in, uh, send it our way. We're gonna start doing the mailbags uh, after probably not next episode, but after that, we'll be start doing that at the beginning of everything. So any questions, or like thoughts on any movie that you went back and watched, please let us know and we'll talk about it and it'll be a blast.
1: Totally. Yeah. Thank you everyone so much. I have so much gratitude for this now 100 episode podcast. Oh uh, so yeah. Thanks. And Thank goodbye.
0: <laughs> All right. Have a great week everyone and uh, do great things. And uh, yeah.
2: Bye now.